you're really going to drink that uh, that early times straight like that. Neat. I drink, I drink it neat. Wow. Actually, with uh, crappy American whiskeys, I generally do put ice in them. But um, the one thing I really drink neat for sure is uh, is uh, scotch. Ah, single malt generally. If you uh, the blended stuff can be had with ice, that's fine. Fantastic. It's gonna be loud enough. Um, I think it's good. I think I think we're doing all right. We were whispering a second for a second there, but we're not gonna do all it. Right. All right. Okay, this is the Feudal Podcast. We're going to do our second in the Master's set series. Uh, this time we're going to talk about a twofer, um, FX1 and 2. We just finished watching FX2, which for me... You put them together, it's, it's, it's a big epic. Yes, it, and it was an epic journey to get to seeing FX2, because I don't know if anybody else remembers, but um, when Predator was out on VHS... Um, it seemed like it was one of the few movies that had ads at the beginning of it. Like, there weren't a lot back then. And it had trailers for both Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, mm-hmm. um, and FX2. And so basically saw the trailer for FX... And I don't think... I think the stuff in the trailer for FX2, like, isn't in the movie. It's something to do with, like, a van that has a whole bunch of stuff, and there's, like, a robot and stuff. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's... I Are don't you th- sure you're thinking of FX2? Oh, no, I'm thinking of another movie with Brian Ben-Ben and Brian, and Brian Dennehy where they're teamed well, up. because FX2 robots. came out in, in 91 and Predator's from, like... 88? Oh, am I that, that off? Yeah. No, I know it... Maybe they were at... No, it would work if Predator was released in 90. I don't think it was released with, in 90. Mm, something's haywire. You're haywire. series is, is that you really have to point out how important these films are to, Absolutely. to America, first of all, uh, to the film-going public, to anyone who, uh, who who believes in film. Wait, wait, wait. i got to do this, the intro. Right. Email us, feudalpodcast at gmail.com. Come on. You know you got some love for FX and FX2. These are great movies, and this is why, this is why we did Last Action Hero. Yeah, this, this is exactly what we did in the Last Action Hero. And I, um, by the way, I picked up that other. Uh, so I, I, I bought the first four pack of Steven Seagal movies. Uh, <laughs> I went ahead and I had a little extra money left over from my last paycheck, so I bought the four pack of um, Stallone movies. Mm-hmm. So I now own Demolition Man, Over the Top, The Specialist, and Tango and Cash. I think Tango and Cash will be Tango and Cash is you know I would say put it in there, but it's but it's almost it's almost completely unenjoyable because it's so. It's, I think they were meaning to make it really? one of those stupid buddy cop things where people... I had forgotten that, so when I watched it, I yeah. didn't get it. There's not a lot of winking in the in the movie, though. You but might feel like, just, like yeah. they knew it when they were doing it, and they probably kind of did, but like within the context of the movie, there's not a lot of like... like They don't turn and look at the camera and go, oh no, how are we going to get out of this? Right, that's true. And uh, I mean, uh, 
come on, the bad the villain's got a, got a self destruct for his lair, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make sense that he right. would have a self destruct for his lair. But anyway, we're not talking about <clears throat> Tango and Cash tonight. We're talking about FX One. Tango and Cash. <sighs> That's my Jack Palance. Remember, and I. Yeah. So the, the we we first need to talk about the fact that um, FX and FX Two star. The main star, yes, is Brian Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's an Australian. Forever be known as Brian Ben Ben because uh, Ian mistakenly <laughs> called him such from the beginning, and I just agreed with him without even thinking about it. Because um, I honestly, I, really, I, this is I had fault. seen the guy. I'd seen the guy. You know, I'd seen Cocktail and all that crap, but um, I never really cared to know what this um, bug-eyed Australian's name was. Uh, so then when you said Ben Ben, I just assumed that was correct. Because I'd heard the name before. It turns out Ben Ben is someone else completely. And the the guy Brown. from Dream On, if you yes, remember that right. HBO show. Brian Brown looks like um, the lead singer of um, Men at Work if his eye was straight. That's what he looks like. Kind of. A little bit. Um, so anyway, if forgive, forgive us if we continually refer to him as Ben Ben. Because it's just it's habit now. Yeah, it's what we call him. What he is Brian Ben Ben. Brian Ben Ben isn't even Brian. Ben he has ben. been rebaptized, if you will, as <laughs> Brian Ben Ben. If, if we met Brian Brown, <laughs> Brian Ben Ben, and started hanging out with him, we'd probably call him Brian Brown. I think we would. Just just to make sure that we had it straight. <laughs> Maybe sort of like a reversal. Just to let you know, we're going to call you Brown. And Brown is now Ben Ben. And then we, I'd probably talk to him like I, in Australia. Time hasn't been good to Brian Brown. He looks a little haggard. Oh, wow. He was uh, nominated for a Golden Globe. I wonder what for. It doesn't matter. Probably playing some kind of Scottish doctor. Might have been. Scottish, <laughs> Scottish doctor? I don't know. Who treats men named Womack? <laughs> no Womack involved in this one. Okay, so. I hate this part. We got to do the plot. So the plot for FX One is can, can it's, it's have we figured it out yet? Here's basically what happens. Brian Ben Ben is a special effects whiz, and he's approached by like the Justice Department or the FBI or some such garbage, some government organization. It's whatever organization. I think it's the FBI because they cover witness protection. Sure, and they come to him. They say, "Listen, Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach." Is a bad guy, but we're but he's he's he turns stooly. Yeah, he's like um, a big time yeah. bad guy, but he's gonna like you know cash in his chips. He's ready for retirement. Yeah. So apparently, I didn't so know this. We want to fake his death. They tell him, and we think you're the guy for the job, so that people see it because he's looks he, real. he's a special effects expert and yeah. movies. This is before computers did everything. He actually right. has to set things up, and you know with squibs and and he has, uh, and, in the beginning we see that he's got a whole bunch of. Animatronic stuff that he invented, and, and it's in his apartment, and mm-hmm. it comes to play later, of course. Um, so anyway, he sets up this whole thing. Um, takes great care to make this guy a mask and all these things that... Uh, that he, he makes a mold that makes some himself, I think, appear like Jerry Orbach. Right? He uses that later. The oh, mold yeah. was... So that they could build the squibs. Was for the squibs in case he wanted to shoot him in the head. That's yeah. right. And he That's ended up right. shooting him in the head. That's right. So anyway, he goes into this restaurant. It's all set up so that he'll make it look like he shot this guy. Turns out he actually does shoot him because they switched. They, they put some real bullets into his gun. Yeah. Um, they set they, him they up. were setting him up because what they, was going to happen was... You son of a bitch, you set me up. 
Um, and this is the part of the plot I don't understand. For some reason, Jerry Orbach um, was supposed to die. Turns out, though, he didn't actually die. No, I think what happens is he decided not to turn stooly, so some guys pretended to be FBI, went to Brian Ben-Ben and said, hey, we're FBI, or they were turned by the mafia. And the whole thing was that he was just going to try to get out either way. It was like the mafia, It was like the FBI had him, and then um, and, and then they made this deal with him. So he, he, he screwed the FBI. He basically did the double shit screw on the FBI to get around it. And in so doing, he messed, he messed with the wrong guy. That doesn't make sense. You're screwing it up. You're screwing it up. Listen. Who does he kill in the beginning? He kill, He doesn't actually kill Jerry Erbach, though. He's not actually dead. I understand that. That's the whole that. point. He, he makes him... He, they make him think he actually killed him. They make him think he did, but he didn't. Yeah. Okay. That, okay, that kind of makes sense. No one, right. He never... He, Which is stupid, because... All the way he was meant the he was FX meant, films, Brian Brent Benman is never, does not kill anybody. If you think about it. Well, of course he not. Never, I know, he that. Never I know that. Except maybe at the end with... But we'll get to Silac, but okay, and uh, you know that's yeah, sort of possibly Silac in the long run. A causality. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, the Silac might have just ended up landing in blank check, and yeah. you know, whoa, this helicopter, I can't steer it. Oh, jeez. Okay, so <laughs> they uh, anyway, Ben Ben is made to believe that he actually did did kill Orbach. And he starts to freak out. He goes on the run because they try to kill him immediately afterwards. I am all the lamb. He gets back to his place. There's some guys, there's some goons there waiting for him, I think. I don't remember quite. Anyway, he ends up going on the I run. I think it's just one goon. They kill his old lady. Who he's living with. Yeah, they kill his old lady. And he decides uh, to get some payback. He needs, he needs revenge. He wants revenge. Ben Ben style. Yeah, Ben Ben style. So he gets his whole arsenal of special effects stuff together. In his van. Yeah. Now, now here, here's, uh, we should have said first, here's the cover of FX on, if you look at the movie, the movie thing. Brian Ben Ben is bug-eyed Australian just glaring at you, like, you know, letting you know what's going on. And it says FX. And then, prominently featured, is, is Brian Dennehy's gigantic fat Irish face, right? Yet, here's the thing. In FX, so the whole plot I just named actually goes just like that. And then let's say an hour into the movie, yeah, I mean, suddenly it, it I'm turns a huge into a different movie. Brian Dennehy yes. fan. No one likes Brian Dennehy more than Ian, apparently. Brian Dennehy is the uh, basically Brian Dennehy characters are me in films. Yeah. I noticed, especially except in for FX he, too. Except for he's uh, much more self-assured. He's self-assured, and he he does do better with the ladies than I do. And all he honesty. does. And in fact, he does seem to do so well, but he's constantly pushing them away. And exactly. it comes to fruition in FX2. We'll get to that. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, but I, I would say that FX1 doesn't really become a different movie because it Brian does Dennehy because is completely uninvolved in that movie. But, but, but here's the thing. It, it, pops, it pops between the two movies. In, mm-hmm. in FX2, it splits it up more. In FX1, here's what happens. It's Brian Ben-Ben for half the movie, right? Yeah. Ben-Ben he's in the midst does of the running. Thing. He gets his uh, assistant yes. to help him for a while. Dennehy gets involved. And he thinks something's fishy because he's a cop. New York City police. Yeah, he's a, he's a New York City cop who gets involved with this case because of the murder of the girlfriend, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, something's rotten here. I don't know what it is. And he takes a drink and then he drives down the street. Something know, like that. It smells like a stinking fish yeah. here, you know? And uh, so anyway, then the movie turns into 
Ben Ben and Dennehy, having never met, mm-hmm. Ben Ben doing his thing, wearing different hats and sunglasses so as no one can see him, because you can't, rec- you know, he's got the Wilson from High thing going on, where yeah. you can't see the, the bottom half of his face. You know, you see the bottom half of his face, but you think, that can't be the guy, because mm-hmm. I can't see the whole face. Um, and he's setting up all these little traps and tr- tricks and trying to get trying to get back at these FBI guys and, and uh, you know, steal their cougar hands. That's <laughs> 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 the second one. I know. Uh, they're all melding together now. And meanwhile, Dennehy is is uh, getting stymied by bureaucracy. It's the whole time. The whole time. He's constantly, he's trying to get to the truth. Really, it's bureaucracy like a, it's keeps like a, stymying him. FX is like two movies. It's this movie about Brian Benben with his hats and his sunglasses. Yep. And then it's like a 15 minutes short that's sort of, Brian it's sort of a Kafka-esque tale Brian about Brian Dennehy. He goes from place to place and goes... Hey, I'm looking for some answers, and they go, "We don't got anything." He's like, "Damn it!" And then he leaves, and that's basically what happens. And then and he then, teams up with the uh, with the computer chick. Yeah, the computer chick. And the computer chick says, "Hey, you know, I, I need some favors here for doing this." He's like, "Hey, I love you, baby. What do you want from me?" Yeah. And uh, she implies that she wants, you know, sexual intercourse. And he's like, "Oh, sure." And then he doesn't ever, you know, he, he doesn't to, live to up knowledge, to it. He doesn't live up to it. He just he just kind of uh, decides he wants to, you know, sow his wild oats elsewhere. And so he. Ends up figuring out that indeed there was something rotten, and he gets so hot headed and so fired up about it that his uh, boss, the captain, mm-hmm. asks for one his badge and two his gun. That's right. In that order, probably. Which then he then kind of he says some foul language and then he places them on the desk and but he ended up. Uh, it's all very like it's all very realistic yeah. the way that happens. But then it's like an episode of The Wire. Yeah. It's kind of he's kind of and like, then and then because you, Dennehy you know? is kind of a you know because he's a wily guy. As he's walking out the door, he takes another cop's gun. Remember that? I know. He slipped into his pocket and took his gun because uh-huh. he ends up with it later. Because because then he's a, a slick smooth. You know, if you see the, the stature that he's got, you never see him coming. He's like a ninja. Uh huh. In reality, he's like six foot three and weighs four hundred pounds, and you could easily hear him coming if not he's smell a, he's him a coming. If, a human if you being. smell alcohol from a mile away, he's probably driving down the road in his beat up jalopy looking Someone's for you. Someone's like, "Is there a mobile brewery around <laughs> here?" So anyway, at the very end of the movie, uh, Dennehy, who has his own scheme going on, and Ben Ben had kind of gotten in contact together very briefly toward the yeah. end, and. Uh, yeah, so all the trickery and stuff happens at the end where you think someone's getting shot and it's actually some smoke and mirrors and then Ben Ben comes in pretends he's been shot and it turns out he wasn't shot and uh, then he's there and then the bad guys get exposed. The bad, crooked FBI guys um, who were getting some sort of payoff by Orbach to, yeah. to help him out in some way. They all get killed. All those guys are killed. They all, end up, shoot, they all end up shooting each other. The mob yeah, and stuff yeah. is involved. The mob's involved again. Um, they end up shooting each other. Anyway, Dennehy and Ben Ben disappear. With the money. With with the money. At the very end, they are... Uh, they're best buds. They're they're taking the money out of the the, uh, the the bank account in Monaco. Yeah. And then they, they chomp on some guards. They drive away chuckling into the sunset. Yeah. And it's like 80s music while it shows yeah. like the fact, you know, this is the vacation pictures of the crew or something. FX. Blockbuster. Fantastic. That was it. Oscars rained on those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the way they they fall they fell was with the pointed side down. So it was kind of yes. dangerous. Tell tell me what you thought without having seen FX two. Tell me what you guessed would have happened in FX two before I mentioned what actually happened. Well, Just by knowing how it, how FX one ended. Here's right? what I wanted okay. from FX two. I wanted start Monte Carlo or wherever somewhere in yeah. Europe. Ben Ben and Brown. 
they're doing they're doing good. They're doing rich. Ben, ben and Dennehy. And Dennehy, yeah, Dennehy. Okay. Um, chomping on the, on the gars, um, sitting in like a hot tub in like a ski resort in the Alps. I'm think I'm thinking. And then something happens with some rich son of a something that draws them back into intrigue. They're but trying to get out, but they keep pulling them back in. They get kind of pulled back in, possibly. Or that they've got kind of a, a detective agency thing. Mm-hmm. Just, they, they do for the fun, you know, like like it's because um, they're the idle rich now. Because they got, like, a lot of money oh, yeah. for the first one. Yeah. I mean, it was dirty money, you know. I mean, it was made off of, like, prostitution and killing children and all kinds of other terrible things. It was bloody money, but they were fine to take it. Right. Because uh, apparently they're really moral people and they don't kill anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Well, no, Ben Ben doesn't. Ben Denny, ben he doesn't. would. He would a drop of a hat if he wanted to. He would kill somebody. That's that's tell. pretty true. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking that their best buds they they they've developed probably like a like a team mentality. Yeah. Like you're thinking the second one's going to be a lot of buddy action. You're going to see Ben Ben. You're going to see Denny he uh, playing off each other. Um, quick quips. You know that kind of stuff. And you don't get any of that. Let me ask you something. Not a damn thing. Would you have guessed that Dennehy would have been featured prominently from the beginning? I would have hoped because so. Because here's the problem. Here's what I consider to be the problem in this fantastic master film. This is FX2 now. Yeah, FX2. Is that once again, they screw us over with the Dennehy. Where, it's make a giant, with the Dennehy. It's a giant Dennehy copies. I keep saying... Make with a Dennehy. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're watching the movie, and it goes on. It's about Ben Ben, and he's got a new girlfriend, you know? New old lady. The last one in the old loft was killed. Now he's got a new loft apartment and a new girlfriend, and she's got a kid this time. She came with baggage. The baggage has a father. The father is a cop. He says, hey, hey Ben Ben, I need some help. I'm, we need another crazy, complicated scheme from you that'll end up actually screwing you over. Ben Ben says, I'm all for it. He has, he has, he has a couple hours worth of... Mulling it over, and I think he how he mulls it over is he like he goes to the fridge or something like that. And he's like, I'll do it. <laughs> it. It was something like that. He he saw his own reflection yeah. in the glorious glow of the fridge yeah. light, and he realized he says, I'll do it. I'm I'm gonna help this guy out with this case that has nothing to do with me and that will ultimately lead to everyone's ruin. Mm-hmm. And so he, so here's here's the thing. There's a model, right? Yeah. And there's a guy who had once uh, cut up a, another model. Uh huh. Who found out that that uh, the model lived across the street from him? He got and, released after seven yeah, years. Or and something. he decided to send her some threatening letters, saying, "I'm going to cut you up and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. She's reasonably worried, and she decides she's going to complain about this to the police. And they say, "You know, um, we've got uh, we've got this plan, and what the plan is is we're going to take a male cop, give him some fake tits, and he's going to pretend to be you. The guy across the street is going to see you through." You know, thousands of cubic feet of smoke, mm-hmm. uh, thanks to a, a malfunctioning smoke machine. And he's going to go over there, and he's going to think you're there, but you're not anymore. The cop's going to be there, and he's going to try to stab you, and he's going to, uh, the cop's going to shoot uh, this guy to death, basically. Yeah. It's just. It's entrapment murder. It's a double tra- <laughs> entrapment murder. <laughs> Standard NYPD stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the old entrapment murder scheme. Um, so the model says, hey, this sounds great. So then. Instead of them just um, making up a few little, you know, makeup things and having the model just, you know, kind of stay there, then they pop out yeah. and protect her. Instead, what they do is uh, Ben Ben takes what amounts to probably two months of preparation and planning and developing uh, a variety of, uh, you know, effects. Appar- apparatus. Yeah. Uh, 
which is completely unnecessary. There's a nice musical montage. We yeah, get basically he uses the power of the montage, yeah. and we get uh, he gets her get her done. And so anyway, it ends up that this guy does indeed see <clears throat> the naked woman showering, which was all computer generated, I think, because they actually filmed her wearing clothes. I know. I don't. I didn't quite get that either. <laughs> to save time, they could have just shot her naked. Um, and then, uh, so he goes over there with a knife. Mm-hmm. The as, blade. As the cop is waiting with the gun, the place is full of smoke. Ben Ben's put cameras in there that the cops don't know about because Except, he wants to see what's going yeah. on. And lo and behold, a creepy guy pops up behind him, slits his throat. It's not the same creepy guy, mm-hmm. though. The cops, the cops bust in. They shoot the uh, serial molester. And that's it. They say, end of story. The guy got him. Mm-hmm. But we shot the guy. It was too much smoke. You screwed up, Ben Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they start asking Ben Ben, hey, where do you live? What time are you going to be home later? Stuff like that. Things that would lead you to believe that we're going to try to kill you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's another setup, basically. Ben yeah. Ben's been had once again. By dirty cops this, this guy's, time. Uh, this guy's, you know, sense of, like, when he's about to be screwed over is completely out of whack. This is the most trusting man in the face of the earth. Every time the cops come yeah. to him with something... We want you to build an elaborate ruse. It ends up backfiring. And it's kind of... It works... This is why the, the team of him and Dennehy is so great. Because Dennehy doesn't Dennehy trust doesn't, anybody. Dennehy doesn't take it. And ben Ben's too trusting. And Dennehy knows that you're full of BS. That's and he's right. going to call you on it. Right just after like, he just like, his drink. Just like me. You know? <laughs> just like I'm you. Just like Dennehy keep, here. You know, keep drawing these, these uh, parallels between you and Dennehy. And you'll soon see how very different you are from I'm Dennehy. sure. I'm sure, yes. I think you're more like Silac. <laughs> I think okay. you're a little bit more like Silac. Silac is so the anyway, top. Here's the thing. That. Uh, th- I think this is the real star of the movie. Ben Ben has invented uh, a clown. Ben Ben has invented a clown robot. You wear a suit, and the clown robot does what the suit mim- it mimics the suit. It's basically like robot jocks. So. I- I'm surprised he didn't just make the clown a little bigger than a person. He got in. He should have gotten in the clown. You know, that would have been great. It was just a clown mech. Yeah. So anyway, the creepy guy who kills uh, Mike, who killed Mike, the cop, his his uh, girlfriend's son's father. The I could draw you a graph if you'd like to get this. The guy comes back while Ben Ben, this is a great scene, while Ben Ben is looking over a tape and does the enhanced thing, the, the, the enhanced trick, the computer the trick. The Blade Runner thing, yeah. yeah. And he sees the guy creep's face. There it is. And then suddenly, up the elaborate lift that doesn't need to be there in the in the in the loft, because I think he's a staircase right on the other side. <laughs> suddenly, the guy pops up right next to the, uh, you know, the the monitor. It's a yeah. great. It, it it is a good scene. That's a really good scene. And then he it's, ends it's up. It's just a great bit of blocking, really. He says, uh, you know, I give him the tape, so he gives him the tape, and he leads him to look in another direction, and uh, he notices the clown is sitting over there, right? So Ben Ben uh, takes the clown's legs on the suit, and he, he ends up kicking this guy's butt with with the clown suit, with with, with the robot clown, and and it looks it's really funny looking. The robot clown is basically like like sexually assaulting this guy. He's he's got he's got him in the sixty nine position. And he's leg you know he's crushing his head and he's, he's doing a Canadian lumberjack to him. And he, so anyway, he ends up uh, this clown just tosses him off the edge of the rail. A fish tank is involved. There's guns. There's uh, there's. It, it, this is a real action movie. This is turning into some real action yeah. stuff. And Ben Ben is Ben Ben is the action guy. He's here. gonna have to get a new loft and possibly a new old lady for the third one. I right? think what they did was they wrote they wrote 
this film to be that Dennehy was going to have some action. And instead what happens is they realize that Dennehy was too overweight and out of shape to do any sort of action. So Dennehy, Dennehy ends up, when he finally shows up another halfway through the film again... He shows, up, he shows up immediately after this fight, pretty immediately much. Immediately after. Basically to save Ben-Ben. He, he... Because the creepy guy's about to shoot Ben-Ben, and his car gets slammed out of the way by Dennehy, mm-hmm. who then implores Ben-Ben not to... Dent uh, roof. Not to do anything, uh, you know, yeah. bad Basi- to his Basically, Dennehy shows up, he's like, hey, how you doing? You're real casual. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Ben-Ben's hanging from the fire escape. He's like, hey, don't fuck up my room. Yes, yeah. And There's, then... We drew a guffaw of laughter from you. Yes. Uh... Well, Dennehy then that's takes him back say. to his place, which is a makeshift. It was, it was an old bar that he's turned into a. And you immediately you ooed and odd because I think that's where you want to live. Exactly. Uh, it, was, it was a bar that's turned into a place, and that he now lives. Um, but he's like got like beer nuts that are five yeah. years old, and yeah, and uh, yeah, do me a favor, don't eat the pickled eggs. Exactly. Dennehy ends up doing the detective work, right? Yeah. He, he goes back to his old haunting works. grounds. He's a PI now, a big fat drunken PI. And he goes to his, uh, he goes to the, the, the old lady who used to uh, do his computer work for him, and he says, hey, listen, I'd like to have some sex with you, if, if, you know, let's uh, fix this for me, you know, fi- let's do some computer work. Oh, yeah, so basically there's a subplot where, and it turns out being the rest of the actual plot, so the subplot's almost like, you know. It overtakes. It turns out that Mike had been working on a case a long time ago. Yeah. That got, he got a little too close to the truth. Mike was the guy that was killed yeah. in the shower. And they found out that this guy was investigating a case where there were some gold coins from the Vatican, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. A thief stole them years ago. Now the thief was dying in some prison hospital. Some other prisoner who was on trial was trying to get the truth out of him because he was working for Silek, who's the crooked cop who shot the child, mol- the uh, serial molester uh-huh. guy, who knew about the creepy guy who was killing the other guys, blah, blah, blah. They're all in bed with each other in cahoots. Yes. Silek at this point is set up to be the, the, the heavy, the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, and he's the kind of guy that's so evil he can look like the son of the guy who he's essentially just ordered the, the murder yeah, of yeah. in the eye and tell him, like, your father, your father was a great cop, yeah. son, you know? He, yeah, looks him right in the eye when he does it. And he does. Um, <clears throat> so then he does us all this detective work to find this stuff out. Meanwhile, Ben Ben kind of takes a back seat for a while, just like an FX uh, one. Yeah, you know, they, they they start to the cut thing it is half that, and half. Yeah, it pretty much like they, there's not any real interaction between the there two isn't. of them, except for in this one, they actually show up at the same house, um, and they they hang out in in uh, Dennehy's makeshift uh, house and in the awesomest place in the world. Yeah, and they they do seem to have a good time together. They seem yeah. to have a rapport. They do seem like these guys would be buddies IRL a little bit, but it's like not enough. You yeah, know? it's not enough. Um, Dennehy. Uh, What's that line about now take your medicine? Oh, so yeah, Benman first gets in there and he says uh uh then he demands that he take his medicine, which is some sort of brown liquor. Yeah. I assume whiskey. Um and then proceed to knock back a few. Dennis he Dennis, he seems totally fine because as I mentioned, it probably takes fourteen or fifteen shots to even get him buzzed with considering his BMI and all that. Yeah. Um and his Irishness. Uh-huh. So long story short. Uh, they get a bunch of money again <laughs> at the end, and then they laugh wholeheartedly about it. Um, While Silek is yeah. stuck trying to One fight. Thing well, the, 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 the clown ends up flying okay. the helicopter. The clown is flying the helicopter. The star of the show. And the star of the movie. Um, and then he ends up throwing the clown, who's holding the money, out of the uh, helicopter. Oh, and they end he up saving he the clown. He could have kept the money. Yeah, he could have kept the money. 
the clown ends up grabbing the, the money using Ben Ben's suit, you know, and Ben Ben using the suit using makes the clown do it. Uh, Silek is in the helicopter, and he turns into a comic character at this point because he's going, ah, what do I do? Oh, this helicopter, I don't know how to fly it. Oh, jeez. And uh, and the helicopter going out into the yeah, Atlantic Ocean. The helicopter is spinning, and you assume he's going to die, or maybe there will be a spinoff called uh, you know Silek on the deserted. You know, so um, like in Bermuda or something like mm-hmm. that. He gets all the way out there, and then he has to, you know, he's remorseful because he killed some people. Anyway, these guys end up with this money again, and they have a good long laugh, and they end up in Europe one more time because there's some remorse, and they decide they're going to return the coins, return to, the the coins to the Vatican, which they dump in a, you know, in the guy's uh, in the, in the butterfly net that they fill with money. In the yeah, the, 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 the jar, the passing <laughs> uh, plate. Offering, offering, offering plate, plate yeah. yeah. Um, basically, it's it's just as complicated as the first one. I think I actually enjoyed this one more because Dennehy, Dennehy definitely was in it more. Uh-huh. And he has... We left out the part about what happened. The fi- we, we totally left out Dennehy's relationship to women. So Dennehy's relationship to women is interesting because... Exactly first like of all, mine. Because yeah, everyone you get close to is killed, right? You just don't get close to people. The computer lady and him start to have a relationship. As they're eating uh, at an outside... Uh, um, in Chinatown. Uh, yeah, some Chinese food. <clears throat> After he's told her about the Jamaica tickets. Mm-hmm. A kindly uh, a kindly Chinaman is cooking them up some... Uh, uh, spring some rolls. Stuff, some spring rolls. And she takes a bite. And, and she's she going to put the mustard on yeah. it and burn the roof of her mouth off. And she, she spits it out. You think it's just too hot. Ah, no, no, no. Turns out she was shot in a drive-by. The mob somehow the was involved. The Yakuza, they, they outsourced that hit to the Yakuza, clearly. <laughs> Probably. Because it looked like, you know, guys from Black Rain or something just drove through mm-hmm. the, the, the scene and did it. Like, Ridley Scott probably actually did, so, like, directing on that. So, Dennehy's number one girlfriend, not quite his girlfriend yet, but he's getting there. She's dead, right? Yeah. Because of these guys. Aces. The, his backup lady... The, the whole prosecutor. time was this prosecutor, this district attorney, assistant district attorney. And turns out she's in bed with uh Silent Which I called. Um, you called it all. But, but not, but, 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 you know, you think, oh, Ian, you're saying you're like Dennehy. Dennehy probably didn't call it, right? I mean, Dennehy, Dennehy did call it. He did. He knew it. He gave her a gun. He, he gave, gave her a, her a gun Derringer, full of blanks. And it was full yeah. of blanks, and he had the squibs all set up. Dennehy's a ballsy man I because know. he sits there and he talks crap to the mob. And the crooked cops, uh-huh. and the lady holding the gun to him. What are you gonna do? And then the mobsters. So one of the mobsters pulls a gun, like he's gonna finish this argument. And he says, "You stay out of it." Exactly. You and the mobster and the uh, the boss mobster is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, calm down. This calm is between down, Dennehy. Yeah, and this is between Dennehy and the, the bitch. Let him do it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it turns out that uh, you know, gosh, he's just so arrogant, and he knows exactly. He's completely in control at all times. He's just like me. Ben Ben's a little bit in control too, but it's like, it's like. He's like you. Wildly controlled. Not a bad, I'm nothing like Ben Ben, man. <laughs> I'm nothing like Ben Ben. If anything, I think I'm like, I'm the clown, I think. I'm the star of the show. I'm the radio-controlled clown. Uh, so anyway, that's the basic plot of FF, FX2. Um, and that's really where they left it, which is um, kind of a similar, there was like a, a callback to the yeah. first one there in Europe. They go walking away in the Vatican. With more money. The Vatican with even more money. Which is nice, because you know now that they're, they're both... Uh, 
completely independently wealthy at this point. Yeah. They've already split, I don't know how many million from the first one, and now they're splitting another 10 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if this kept, if this keeps going on, these guys will be the two wealthiest people on the face of the earth. I know, like, like FX yeah. 17, then they would be... If they wanted to, they could just be master criminals. Mm-hmm. You know? If, if they're really going to keep stealing this money like this, they might as well just go out and actually steal some money instead of waiting for people to get killed and blackmail them. And, I have and a feeling that them. at some point there was probably... <laughs> but there, I do not doubt that there was a script bounced around for the third FX film. It would be FX3, FX in the Kingdom yep. of the Crystal Skull or something. Mm-hmm. FX3, The Search for Curly's Gold. The Search for Curly's Gold. FX2, <laughs> to The Portal of Time. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't how it went. Should have been, though. So, um... So, what, what do you think This about is in the Master Series, I think, because um, you originally um, had this saved on your TV or whatever the hell, DVR or whatever, the first one. And you said something like, "Hey, I got FX on here," and I'm like, oh, "I kind of always wanted to see that." And this is out of this is out of an ironic seriousness. Yeah. Thinking, well, I, I think it might be kind of an interesting like movie about like a visual effects special yeah. effects guy, and then like a like a cop, and then it probably turns into like kind of a detective, you know, crime thing. It was yeah. on the mystery. It was on the Mystery Channel, was, right? But, yeah. and so I was yeah, like, "Oh, dude, I'll watch, watch that." So so we sit down, you know, thinking, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I haven't heard a lot about it. But that doesn't mean it isn't necessarily a good movie. Every now and again, there's these diamonds in the rough that, you know, no one talks about, but you end up seeing, you're like, you know what was a good movie? And you say it, and they're like, what? Well, I knew it existed, but I never mm-hmm. saw it. It never seemed like it was worth seeing. Sometimes that's right. Sometimes the fact that you haven't heard from it, heard about it, means it's not worth your time. And in FX1, I'm kind of thinking that might be the case. But, I mean, it's part of the Master Series because, obviously, it was worth our time. Right. So we watched FX1 seriously, knowing full well there was an FX2 coming down line, and kind of having a sense that, okay, based on our conceptions of what we thought FX2 was going to be, based on trailers we had seen, watching Predator or whatever the hell that was, we thought there's um, a truck, there's a giant robot, and there's Brian Dennehy teamed up with Brian Ben-Ben and explosions and craziness. That's what we thought. We thought, oh, it's going to get to this, but let's see the genesis. Let's see the origin story of FX2. Really, and that's why I was ready to sit through FX one. Honestly, I was like, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta put my, put in my time to get to, I gotta earn it to get to FX two. And so we we watch FX one and we let it marinate for a while, and then you know, you, a couple months later, you're like, hey, FX two, I got that on there, and I'm like, fantastic, you know. This is why we do a podcast yeah. together because you know, you know, I, I gotta say, out of out of all these movies we've we've done, uh, where they turn out to be where they're like mostly kind of lame movies for the most part but you know they're enjoyable the, these are two of the better surprises I think oh, because yeah. they really are very enjoyable movies mm-hmm. and they're completely as flawed as you expect them to be and more they're horribly um, but, but, it, but they surprise you because you go into them thinking a certain thing and they're, they're nothing like what you'd think before you saw FX1 I know this is the same for you I, I before I saw FX1 I knew in my mind what FX1 was going to be. I had seen trailers for it, yeah. and I had seen posters of it at video stores, and I had seen the, the, the video cover and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, this is going to be almost like, I mean, definitely like a more of a creepy mystery thing. Instead, it's like, they took the music from Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. and it took some really bright 80s movie lights, and they took these two schmuck actors... And they tossed him in some super convoluted plot that's completely unnecessary with some dumb special effects added into it. And it's, like, really goofy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. We didn't even talk about it in the second one, the whole um, supermarket sweep scene. Oh, man. 
with the, where, where Ben Ben had to creep, use his, creepy, practi- his practical knowledge. He does like, a whole bunch of home set stuff all with this guy. The creepy guy gets him in a mall, right? He's just a thug in the end. He, he there's no personal one. And by the way, they didn't finish him. They didn't finish no. him. He ends up wrapping him up with some uh, plastic wrap. Like and, he's a uh, piece of meat. Yeah. And then he pops a hole in his mouth and asks him some questions. You don't know what happened after that. They should have shown... They should. He should have killed him. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what's he going to yeah. do? Turn him in, and then the corrupt yeah. cops are just going to like get exactly. him out. Exactly. Psylocke would get him out. Exactly. <clears throat> Back when he was still hard, yeah. and not, you know... Not, not, not a vil- goofy... Uh, not a goofy villain yeah. from, from Blank comedic, Check. Yeah, a comedic relief villain. You know, Blank Check didn't have a goofy villain. It was it was Miguel Ferrer. He's not goofy. I don't know. It seemed like there was a goofy bit no, in Blank no, Check. No, 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 no. The, the, the Blank Check goofy part was his, uh, his limo driver, who was the guy from uh, The Burbs. Oh. Okay. Trust me, I've seen Blank Check. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Wow. Oh, remember I was asking? I was like 11. This is something. I mean, I mean, this is another thing. If you are a listener and you know, or you, especially if you personally are someone that can verify or that you actually have seen FX2 in the theater, I want you to send an email. Futilepodcast at gmail.com. Just say, hey, yo, I saw FX2 in the theater. Or I know somebody, and and maybe if there's an anecdote there, you know, like like um, I had popcorn, and then we uh, had a cheesesteak after that. Do you think that in FX One, the main character or the, the star of the, of the movie was that that um, sort of yeti creature that would come out and scare everybody when they walked into Ben Ben's loft? And then that makes an appearance in FX Two because Denny, it shows that he cared enough to keep it about Ben Ben, and they're good enough friends. Yeah. But he kept it and keeps it in his closet. And it keeps it. It's funny. Right after Ben Ben was almost killed by this guy who was trying to off him, mm-hmm. and had this huge clown fight in his loft, <laughs> Dennehy has the balls, the chutzpah, to take him back to his own apartment and say, Wait, what's that noise? And have Ben Ben go in there first. He pushes him through the door, and the demon thing pops out of the closet. And he's like, Ah, I gotcha, you, you it, son it, of a bitch. It looks kind of like a where the wild things are from. It does look thing, like one yeah. of those. And um, but I mean, but then you turn on the lights. Who's directing that? By Everything's the way. all right. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe Spike Jones, but I'm not sure. And it's it's his kick-ass bar with the stripper poles and all that other stuff. That what? you know, it's fantastic. Basically, where I live. I, I bet Denny he has never watched either of these because he probably would have shot himself. Oh, Denny probably doesn't watch any of his work. He's probably no, too embarrassed. I don't think he he might be blind. He might be legally blind. I know he can't read. I know that for a fact. Have you seen the movies he's been in? He didn't read scripts or anything. That's possible. Yeah. He wasn't Rambo First Blood Part 1, where he was right. very much like I yeah. would be if I was a small town sheriff. Gosh, oh, he was a dick in that. I know, that's what I'm saying. Everyone Dennehy tries to love ends up uh, either dying hurt, or stabbing him. Which is why he has to hurt them so much first. He has yeah. to know they can take he, it. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Trust yeah. no one. Yeah. It's, it's a rough life. It's a cold life. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think Dennehy is like... He's like going to with with every woman he meets in those movies. It's like he's going to a All used two car. Of them. It's, it's like he's going to a used car lot and kicking the tires, except for he's kicking them in the cunt first, and he's and he's slapping them around a little bit, and he's calling them names, and they're like, "Oh, I still I like that." He's and making it, sure it can handle it, you yeah. know. I mean, like like these women are like 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 junkyard cars. They like he's checking them out and saying, like they've got like spray painted mm-hmm. numbers on the on Aren't the all women Ian? Aren't all women Ian? That's what I heard that you're a little bit sexist. So. Oh no. Anyway, um, I, I, these these definitely are deserving of this master series uh, placement. Um, I, I almost wish that there was just that this was a long running TV series. As long as yes. something like Gunsmoke was on, 
they should have had a series like FX that was on. Where like ben FX two, yeah, where they actually did team up. They actually did solve like mysteries because they were independently be... wealthy, like heart to heart. Except Dennehy. So they were to, private to, eye to special ben. effects guy thieves who happened to solve mysteries while they while they did those three things. Sure, but they steal. They're like Robin Hood thieves. They steal from bad people that deserve it so and give them to the, themselves. It. Sure, which they then use to benefit themselves when they buy new FX stuff and more alcohol. Exactly, and new lofts and new old ladies. There's a great line uh, in the movie where he goes to the uh, DA person's house, and he says, "She says, would you like a drink?" And he says, "I would absolutely like a drink. Uh, if you have scotch, that would be great." And if you have single malt, that would be even greater. And you might as well. And if then if you could make it a triple, that'd be cool. Because then you wouldn't have to keep walking back and forth from here to the kitchen. That's right. And I was thinking he could have just kept going and saying, you know, you could bring me the bottle and you could bring me a funnel and you could pour it into a bathtub and you could just prop me up by it and you could call my next of kin. and You could massage my neck so that it goes <laughs> down smoothly. Yeah, he, oh, then he knew, knew what he was doing. He was yeah. very matter of fact about every no, interaction with people. Absolutely. Know? No bullshit there. Yeah. Well, uh... That was good This stuff. was good. This was good. I'm glad we I did this. I got a lot off my chest here. I feel like a better person. You need to vent like that one time. I'll stop recording. If you... <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so if you want to email us, please do at futilepodcast at gmail.com with story, you... stories of if you've seen FX1, FX2, or Cobra at the theater. Or, or know somebody. Or you can suggest... That. Or you can suggest future movies for this master series. Suggest discussion. future movies, or and we will ignore them probably. But if there's one that's good enough, I we will definitely consider it to the point where I'll probably watch it, and then Ian will be angry that I watched it, uh-huh. and then we won't do it. Or you know, I'll, or or you'll describe it to me, and I'll constantly make assumptions about what's supposed to happen. And if I'm right, it's funny, and if I'm wrong, it's probably better, and so it's also funny. Right. Um, or we could do a contest if people want to actually get get in on this whole. Um, you know, emailing thing. Yeah. Write the best. This whole write the, write, fad. The, write the best anecdote about somebody going to see FX two at the theater. Like, what so is your obsession? Me and my homies. <laughs> I just, I just, I, cause you realize it came out in ninety one. That think, think everyone, of, yeah, who exactly. to, everyone who listens, everyone who listens to this like, was like, like Big Lebowski. was like seven in ninety one. Like the Big Lebowski. Think about it this way. I was born in eighty one, so I was ten when this movie came out. Okay. So I could think of a. I was eleven. Oh, because you're older than me. You yeah. makes you better. I'm wiser. I'm wiser than you. That's Clearly. For sure. um, so you know, I gotta pour but, some more early times. This is just this not... is, but this is how life is. Really, if you think about it, you, you get up, you go to work, you go see movies, you hang out with your friends, you do these things, and so if in the part of that living your life, you go see FX two, what is that part of your that little slice of life there? I think it could be fantastic. And the best one, the best one, send your. Uh, Send your uh, email, include your email or whatever, and I'll, I'll tell, figure out whichever one's the best email, the best story. Yeah, because you're the best judge. And I'll okay. give them, like, a, a copy of a DVD I have the second copy of or something, like, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know if I have anything. Uh, oh, the personally hand-deliver it to the good price. No, I'll, I'll mail it in a, a dull sort of time frame. Um, yeah, good stuff.
I, mean, I, we've I think raped Cobra, FX and Cobra FX would be a fantastic. Cobra would be all right, but I, again, I I watched that recently. Oh, what is it with you? And how do you? I do watch that? just I watch crappy movies. That's what I do, man. Yeah, but you got to know about for the podcast. Yeah. This is this is your life now, man. <laughs> this is this is what you got to do. This is the sacrifices you have to make. You got to not watch Cobra. We'll, you got to we'll hold back. Something. Yeah, well, we'll or you something. know, I could talk about Cobra without having seen it recently. I mean, there's basically we could do it right now. In two I, I can't. I can't there's guys banging axe handles together at the right. fish beheading the plant. Game, they all yeah. they all get together at the fish beheading plant, bang axe handles. All I know is that at the very end, he drives away on a motorcycle with Kelly LeBron yeah. or whatever. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's his Red Sonia. It's Red Sonia. Yeah. Is it really Red Sonia? Yeah, that? that's her. Weird. Oh, yeah. Back when she wasn't quite as ugly. Bridget Nelson. Yeah, Nelson. she was really flipped out. Oh, they married after that movie. Oh, they found love on the set for about a year. Yeah, and then he realized that she was about three feet taller than him, and he was like, "Oh, out, think out I can do this." Yeah, we can all change. You still need to see Rocky Four, huh? The best thing about that movie, though, is that he cuts his pizza with a scissors. I know, and then that stabs is good. the pizza and he takes a bite of that tiny. Well, little he cleans slice. his gun. That's how he keeps his. That's how he keeps fit and trim. Oh, he only eats small, triangular, triangular shaped shape pieces, pieces of pizza. Of frozen pizza. Yeah. Not frozen, just just old and congealed. Yeah. It was sitting there. Well, he took it out of the fridge. He did have it in the oh, fridge. Oh, he took it out of the fridge. And then he cleans his gun while he, while he eats tiny triangles. Well, he's listening to, like, MSM in the background. Yeah. That little Miami sound yeah. machine. See, I think we've just done a full review of Cobra <laughs> right there. just a full review of Cobra, yeah. too. So it's a bonus review. With and then when the, uh, the, the pizza-faced uh, Mexican in the beginning shoots the uh, beer, he takes a little sip of it before, uh-huh. he, uh, before he stands up and blows into a blue disease and I'm the cure. Yeah. I'm a brave hunter from the new world. <laughs> Drop it. No time. He doesn't give him any time. No. He throws that knife in that guy, and then when he says drop it, he is like already fired off like four rounds by the time it gets out. Yeah, and then the uh, and the, the uh, smart reporter reporter yeah. like, what about his rights? Yeah, and he's got to show him about what about the, this girl's rights? Yeah, what about this girl's rights, my man? Gosh, what a terrible right. movie. And Garrick from DS9 yeah. was in it, uh-huh. um, uh, who was also in one of the old Callahan movies. He paid that black guy to beat yep. himself to beat him up. And then, of course, there's uh, there's the uh, gosh, they, they really don't like Mexicans in this movie. But there's the Mexican gang who hangs out in front of where he yeah. uh, parks and his he's car, like, hey. and he uses his pristine car yeah. to bump theirs out of the way, which he wouldn't do if his car was that valuable to him. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing, man? Like, they're going to jump him? And huh? I think he pulls a gun on him or something like that right there. I think he might just sort of show the Cobra. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, man, whatever. And then later on in the film, he drives up there and they, he moves his car and gets out. It's like, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, they're buddies now. Yeah, like he like showed him buddies. who's boss. He showed him who's boss. And, I mean, like, first of all, his na- he, he's, he's called the Cobra for, for a lot perfectly logical reason. His name... Is Officer Cobretti, Ma- Ma- Marion Cobretti, Marion Cobretti. So, and he doesn't like the fact that his name is Marion to get out. Gosh, dang it, we're talking about it. And I didn't want to. I know. See how I tricked uh, you into it. You did. Yeah, Cobra, it's, by it's the way, uh, also came out in '86, a banner year for films. The, 80, FX. the '80s. I've said this a million times. The '80s is fantastic. It's so freaking solid. And George P. Uh, Cosmatos, who directed um, uh, Tombstone and. Uh-huh. Uh, Gosh, what else did he do? He directed something else that was awesome. Let's see. He directed, oh, Shadow Conspiracy, Leviathan, Rambo 2. Rambo 2 is yeah, good stuff. That's it. That's basically it. I liked Rambo 2. Rambo 1, that'll be a good one to see. I think you got to check that out. Mm-hmm. One of our $1 movie reviews. And then Brian Thompson is the Night Slasher. 
Yeah. He's the guy from, the guy from uh, F- uh, uh, X-Files. X-Files and various other things where his... He's the main guy at the yeah. fish beheading plant that bangs yeah. axe handles together. Yes, he's the main, he's the main axe bangler. Yes. The ass bangler. Bass angler. Anyway. Yeah, that's, and that's Cobra. That's Cobra in a nutshell. Kaboom. Um, his partner gets whacked, right? Or does his partner yeah. live? The guy with the hat, like Manny or Oh, whatever? gosh, I think he lives. They wheel him off in a stretcher. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And the guy, gets, um, the guy gets hooked on something yeah. at the end, right? What I think is funny is that Stallone gets all the credit in the world for writing Cobra, but uh-huh. it was based off a very respected novel. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it was. I'm sure it, it was, was the kind of novel yeah. you buy like next to the greeting cards at Safeway or yeah. something. Yeah, 